Welcome to Plaque Podcast Series on Legislative and Governance Issues, funded by the European Union under the Support to Democratic Governance in Nigeria, EU SDGN2 program. My name is Edima Obalolua, your host, and joining me on this edition is Austin Aigbe, Senior Program Officer, Center for Democracy and Development, CDD. He is also an international management policy and non-profit specialist, gender and social justice advocate, and a fact checker. Now that's a rich portfolio. Well, today we will be discussing promoting issue-based campaign and advocacy in line with section 94 subsection 1 of the Electoral Act 2022. Political party campaigns kicked off officially on 28 September 2022 with candidates contesting for presidential and national assembly seats followed by candidates for governorship and state houses of assembly on 12 October 2022. And there have been calls by civil society organizations for candidates to engage with Nigerians using issue-based campaigning. But let's break it down, Mr. Austin. What is issue-based campaign? Thanks, and I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, let's break it down anyway. So number one is what is an issue? An issue is something in the, in the context of campaign something that matter to you something of fundamental importance to you as a voter as a citizen or as a political actor or a political supporter issues are those things you 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 want addressed so the word based like a compound word issue based that the things you want addressed let campaign be based on those things you want addressed for instance issues can be around education policy, around security, um, whether it's security or insecurity, uh, issues around finance, economy, and all manner of things that are very important. I'm, I'm avoiding repeating the word issues. Things, I like to repeat the word issues with the things that you want to be dealt with by these political actors. And because that's the only way we can hold these political actors responsible or accountable when they win elections. So again, just to break it down for the purpose of Everyone, whether educated or not educated, issues are of critical importance to us, to citizens, to country, to individuals within the organ- uh, within the system that we thought that people should speak to that matter to our lives as Nigerians. All right, sir. So how can Nigerians identify? Yes, you've said there are different categories, but are there specific things that people should look up for, for the greater good of the country? For the greater good of the country, yes. Nigeria right now is facing one of its worst era. They've been a, a colossal damage to our economy. Everyone gets impacted by the rising trend of the dollar to naira. Somebody will say how that uh, does dollar affect orange? Yes, it does. Because when you go to Benway or Orange Market or Sokoto State or Nasarawa, anywhere you go to buy oranges for the purpose of selling it in Abuja and you bought a car, you charter a car or a vehicle or whatever, the cost of fueling those vehicles have been put over to you. That's what we call in economies that the burden of this increase obvious the burden. So the, the person who bears the burden becomes you, the marketer. If you used to pay 500 naira for a, a trip and that trip increased to a, a thousand naira, you are going to put the 500 naira difference into those oranges and then increase the price of those oranges. So yes, the dollar does affect 
as small as the orange. Beyond that is our normal food. The same thing goes for gari or rice or whatever. Petrol now comes from outside of the country. So when you go outside of the country to buy fuel, for those are marketers, they buy them in dollars. So when they buy those, maybe a liter of fuel for let's say 50 cents, they are going to increase the fueling for a liter above 50 cents because they bought it 50 cents. And if 50 cents is let's say half of one dollar, would be let's say 350 naira. It means that when you are buying, when you are going to pay for that fuel per liter, you're going to be paying around 400 naira. So it gets in. So economy is a challenge. Insecurity or security challenges almost everywhere around the country has one security challenge or the other. From kidnapping to secret court activities to banditry to farmer elder, which has come down a bit now but has assumed a new narrative, or to all the insurgency I just mentioned. So there's a combination. And the third one is that Nigeria is facing a major challenge around corruption. Corruption has become the bane of our national development. Money is meant for construction of roads, money meant for healthcare facilities, money meant for development, money meant for education. Money that's supposed to be able to take care of educational facility has been has been eaten by somebody. Permit me to use the word eating, is like literally eating it, uh, like food, because that's exactly what is happening. People have embezzled government contract and no one is paying for it. So three critical issues of importance that Nigerians will quickly want to be resolved. Insecurity, economy, corruption. Of course, all of this has issues to do with infrastructural development. It has impl- implication on our healthcare services. It has implication on our educational system. It's a cross-cutting thing because if, when the country is faced with co- corruption challenges, it impacts on every other sector including brain drain. People who are supposed to be paid salaries and are not paid good salaries, like we know in this country, that the healthcare system has been hit by Jakba. Jakba, for the purpose of this conversation, is people living in Nigeria for greener pasture. Healthcare system, workers, doctors, uh, health professionals have all run away from Nigeria in search of a better life. Uh, There was a report that says that about a thousand doctors that arrived in, in the UK, half of those are Nigerians. That is a weird scenario. It means that we are going to get to a point that native doctors will be working in our hospitals. We don't want to get there or quack. Those folks who couldn't go to medical school, who dropped out, but can simply understand what is Fensic or Panadol, they can become the ones who will be doing cesarean session, who will be taking delivery in hospitals. We don't want to get there. Everything has to do with the kind of crisis we are in. We, when, when politicians are speaking, they should say how they will deal with those issues. And that's why we're focusing on issue base. So if you are dealing with economy, how do you intend to deal with it? How do you intend to strengthen our Naira? When President Bohaman Lubaru took over in 2015, we were barely less than 200 Naira a dollar. Around 2012, we were barely about 150 Naira per dollar. But times has changed within a space of seven years. But it has really gone to an explanational point that it needs to be addressed. All right, sir. So with all of this, what is your assessment of the campaigns so far, perhaps in comparison to past methods of campaigning? 
politicians are avoiding to speak to issues. They they organize their usual campaign, usually rallies in large open spare feet, and end up saying nothing. And you hear them shouting their party, shouting greatest Nigerians, you hear them shouting greatest youth, you hear them telling that they will give you they will give you employment. I will give employment. What are you going to create that will bring you employment? You can't give employment. You can create a platform that employs people. In 2015, ahead of the election, promises were tracked, over 222 of them, and eventually, even though eventually said that he wasn't responsible for all, that he was only interested in, the, in three, anti-corruption, security, and economy. But today, we are back to the issues. And we, again, I just told you in this conversation, anti-corruption is a big deal, which means it's not been addressed. First time in the history of Nigeria that an, anti, an anti-corruption chief was arrested on the road. Someone who should lead anti-corruption was arrested for corruption. That's, that's a weird scenario. That's why we're trying to, as civil society organization, uh, Situation Room, CDD, uh, all organizations trying to work towards to create a platform for this candidate to speak on issues. Because we know if they sit down in a town hall, in a debate platform, you are able to direct the way they respond. You are able to ask them specific questions that target security, that target economy, that target agriculture, that target um, all the issues that, that bedeviled Nigeria. But when they run away, they are avoiding making commitment that Nigerians can hold them accountable when one of them, when they eventually win the election. Like I said, politicians can even go ahead to tell you that they will ensure that they put AC in our street because the places is at, uh, they, there's heat. Climate change, in an attempt to deal with climate change issue, we'll put AC in the street and you see the crowd will just yay! That is not what we are talking about here. Watch all of their rallies, and that is why citizens are a bit confused, not knowing what to expect. You go on campaign on a typical day in a large crowd, there is no opportunity where the, the citizens or voters can even ask them questions. In any case, voters don't go to those rallies. People who come to those rallies are mobilized to come. So is it people who are mobilized to come to a rally that will be asking the person who mobilized them to come and uh, what are you going to do with education? No, there won't be any platform for that. You just see the next thing that they, they switch over to singing and you start hearing pepper them or pepper What's pepper them? Is pepper them an issue? So in an electoral environment saturated with vote buying, do you think the electorate are really interested in issue-based campaigns? The reason why electorates are not interested, they believe that the system doesn't work, that the electoral system wouldn't achieve the purpose. So many people believe that INEC has been compromised already, that whether you vote or not, they've won. And you've, you've even heard some of those narratives that don't worry, we will win, let them go to court. So they already assume that politicians had their own method of winning elections. But those days are gone. The days of ballot box theft are gone. The days of ballot box stuffing with ballot papers are gone. With the introduction of the beavers, systems now work. You don't even need to trust INEC. Trust the system. Leave INEC alone because INEC does not conduct election. I like to repeat repeat myself. INEC 
does not conduct election. Any facilitate the conduct of election. Those who conduct election are the young folks from NYC who are saddled with responsibility at the polling unit to conduct the election. Those people use the system that Anik has created. And I'm saying that the system Anik has created seems to be foolproof in a way that if you vote, you can actually trick your result sheet of your polling unit. Because when you use the word vote buying, many people just tell you, let me collect my own. I won't see them again in the next four years. But the time has passed. Citizens are educated now. Nobody wants to take money again. Because they now know that if you pay for if you pay by their vote, you will go and you they won't see you again. So you are going to recruit the money you spent in the election. Citizens have become so educated that they now know that when they vote, they can wait in the polling unit and ensure that the result sheet is seen. If possible, they snap the result or they write the result down and they will go on the INEC result viewing portal to check for their, the result of their polling unit. And we have told citizens, when there are differentials in the result of the polling unit and the one online, they should blow the whistle. Citizens need to be further enhanced with this knowledge. Those who have not had should know now that the power of electoral integrity lies in your hand as a citizen. If you are listening to this call, know that you are the one I'm talking about, but I'm not just talking to you alone. I'm asking you to pass the information to the next person that the electoral process has improved a great deal. It has improved in such a manner that politicians are now buying votes so that they will maintain the cost of their actions. So when they buy your, when they buy citizens' votes, they will collect the money back. It will, it's business. Everybody that invests in any business First of all, think about recruiting the capital and then you start making interest from it. You start uh, collecting other money so there will be no infrastructural development. It will be corruption all the way. There will be no school anymore. Educational system may, be co- may finally collapse. Our economy be- will be worse off because they will be collecting the money to invest in the system. That's not where we should be headed. Citizens, go vote, wait, what we call mandate protection, wait, see your result and ensure that that your result you go back online on the IRF and then when you check it if it's not the same let situation room know let plaque know let CDD know let all of them know there are many organizations working in fact like INEC tag INEC on their Twitter handle so finally sir how can CSOs advocate for issue-based campaign and what ways can they really support the campaign process to ensure that citizens are appropriately informed so right now what citizens uh, CSOs are doing, you see a lot of fact check going on, on side by side when, when the town halls are going on. What we're trying to do is to make sure that candidates don't say those things that are not realistic. They don't lie. So when they make comments, we fact check it and tell them, you have lied, this is false. So we are trying to put them back to say, we are, this is no business as usual. So it brings us back to issues around fake news that have become a challenge in our electoral jurisprudence. Politicians are using fake news, are using fake news as a weapon to sway people's vote in their favor, to sway people's vote against their opponent. They are painting their opponent in bad light. Politicians are creating pictures and videos and all manner of things to undermine their opponent. And the target is the voter. 
when you use comment that this voter when he win is not from our ethnic group is not from our religious group he will not trust us look at him he's always in church he's always in mosque is intended and his intention is to deceive you as a voter as voters when you see any message if you cannot independently verify it please don't share it you are helping to further misinform other people you are helping the politicians who are that objective intention to deceive to cause harm anytime you share message that you cannot verify you are actually helping the person who created those message let's work together and ensure that every message we share are factual authentic and has correct sources if you cannot independently verify don't share and if you must share seek to know whether it's true or false and there are many ways to know particularly when you see messages on whatsapp messages that has trended some four years ago that had no date no source and it's trending again if it's your first time seeing that message it could look new to you but unknown to you it trended some four years ago so it's your responsibility to check before you mislead another we've had cases where people spread fake news what was detrimental to systems to society that even led to the death of many people I'm sure you don't want to be part of that. Don't spread any fake news. Don't. All right, Mr. Austin, do you have any last words you want to add? In 2023 election, it is our responsibility as Nigerians to promote peace because this is our country. Nigeria election is an important election, important to West Africa region, important to Africa, and important to the global community. Nigeria population, of over 200 million is half the number of the West Africa population of about 400 million. What this means, any crisis in Nigeria will have a detrimental impact in the West African region. And I'm sure you don't want to contribute to a state where we are all now IDPs in our own land. Let's promote peace. Let's support electoral integrity to ensure that this election is free, fair, and credible. But it begins with you and I. So I have been speaking with Mr. Austin Ive, Senior Program Officer, Center for Democracy and Development, CDD, who is also an international management, policy, and nonprofit specialist, a gender and social justice advocate, and a fact checker. Thank you very much, sir, for your time. It's an honor. This podcast edition is funded by the European Union under the Support to Democratic Governance in Nigeria, EU SDGN2 program. Thank you for listening. Subscribe and stay up to date with upcoming episodes. Follow Plaque on all social media platforms at Plaque NG.